Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Kaylee. And welcome back to the Unproblematic Podcast. This is a podcast that follows two 20-something Midwest friends, which is us. And this podcast, we talk about life, college, travel, feminism, social justice, relationships, and of course, literature and writing. So So come join us on our podcasting journey. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the impact that reality TV shows, especially dating shows, have on the world. We are going to give our commentary, especially on the Korean-based dating reality TV show that we both watched and our first impressions. And this is actually, full disclosure, the first like reality TV show Yeah, the first. I think I can say that. Other than like Total Drama Island, which was completely fiction when I was in middle school. Like this is the first reality TV show I have ever actually watched an entire season of. Um, So like I know the basic gist of American dating shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but I haven't actually ever seen an episode of that. So um, this is like kind of the only thing I have to compare it to. But we are going to be talking about singles and in singles inferno but first our reads and watches ariana what are you reading and watching currently yeah so right now i like first of all happy black history month so during this month i'm only reading books written by black authors um so right now i the third book that i'm reading this month is wahala by nikki may and this just came out this month and it is about so this book was actually sent to me and the way that the publisher described it is like a black version of sex in the city so it's about a group of like three friends and like a fourth one who is already friends with one of them kind of comes in and like from how the book started I'm only a couple chapters in I can tell that it's going to be like left on a cliffhanger or I'm going to be like what the crap and <laughs> everyone's been talking about like so on bookstagram like when I posted a picture of it people were like this book is messy like it's so messy but it's so <laughs> I was like oh my gosh like right now it's basically like the three women each have they're all best friends but they have different lifestyles so the whole premise is one wants like a husband one seems to have the perfect life but like she's unfulfilled and then the third one is like content but like you know just living her life not quite yeah so um right now and it's it's really interesting because each chapter focuses on a different person and the thing is these um these are it takes place in england and they are also um, Nigerian. So it's really, really interesting to see like a cultural background in relation to their connection and how these friends met. Um, And it's also interesting to see what the dynamic is going to be of like these friends, um, these three friends, and then like one other person who knows one of them coming into the friend group. Cause I feel like sometimes I can either be like a hit or a miss cause like Mm -hmm. people get jealous and things like that. But it's so, it's, it's funny. Like it's very like when you're reading it, it's like you're smiling cause it's like 
these characters are so funny like and the thing is people always want what they can't have or like want or they thought they wanted something and once they get it it's like eh, like is this really what I wanted so it's kind of something to think about but I feel like there's going to be like a mystery at the end or a plot twist it's gonna be like what what but this book is favorite things yes like all in one novel that's amazing yes (laughs) but now it's it's out and um it's yeah, so it's by Nikki Reed, but sorry, not Nikki Reed. I'm thinking about Twilight. I'm so sorry. Nikki <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, also, I would like to mention that the, the time zones with Kaylee and I are completely off. So, like, I just woke up and then she's about to go to sleep. So, like... <laughs> So what I was trying to say is I look half dead on her screen because I have lived a full day here in Korea and I just got out of Korean class and my brain is absolutely fried, but I rallied and here I am. No, that's not what I'm saying. I Kaylee looks great, but I'm saying that like I just woke up so my brain is not fully functioning right now. Yeah. But so between the two of us, we're sharing one functioning brain cell at the moment, but our subject is reality TV. So I feel like that's already more than enough for our subject matter. Like <laughs> we're going to be just fine. But yes. I wanted to ask about your book, um, the title Wahala, like where does it come from? Is it the name of a city, the name of a character? You know what? That's a good question, but it's not the name of any of the characters. Mm. Um. So that's I, part of the mystery. I think they might probably, like, I think that the author will probably like incorporate it later into the book, but I'm only like four chapters in. Um, I, let me Google it. Let's see what Wahala means. I want to, like, I have this terrible, like, oh, sound thing, like, Wahala means family. I know it's Ohana, but it has the same rhythm, and that's what is like playing in my head. But, like, it obviously, means, it's not like that. It means, means trouble. <laughs> oh okay oh I like it that is so cool yes so it means it means trouble and this is a term that is used in Nigeria and the Caribbean so that is okay that I like that I really like that I thought it okay I didn't really think about it but I I love when they incorporate the title into the book and then like maybe Mm. what yeah so okay and in like a subtle not heavy-handed way I really like that too as a yeah. side note in high school my friend's group chat was called the troublemakers it was you know my friends from youth group we had a group chat called the troublemakers because <laughs> we passed around a book of poetry that we would share so not nearly as cool as Wohala, but but or, is that same energy I'm screaming or is subtle but <laughs> I- <laughs> But what I'm watching right now is Abbott Elementary on Hulu with Quinta Brunson. And she's a Black comedian and she is so funny. I've been watching this show. This is a show that has definitely been like connecting families and like starting a conversation because I feel like some shows are like generational. But this is a show that everyone can enjoy. And I can describe it as like the black version of the office but like actually like good no no like I I I like the office but the office was like when I say it's similar to the office I mean like the way that it is shot and and the way that people are looking at the cameras and people have personal like interviews yeah like a, a mockumentary um mm-hmm. but it's 
way less offensive but i uh, yeah but like the office is iconic for when it came out but i feel like if it came out now like it might have not been as well received but i feel like that's for a lot of shows like you go back and watch something you're like oh my god like people said this stuff but anyway i mean you would think that but emily in paris came out recently i just i have to throw in a dig at emily in paris because it's the worst show ever made and yeah anyway sorry not to cut you off no you didn't cut me off but definitely like check it out because i've watched it my sister has watched it and both of my parents have watched it like that's saying a lot if like my parents have watched it Mm -hmm. um so and they both enjoyed it because their personalities are completely different but kaylee instead of me ranting what have you been reading and watching so I just started this book that I have been, had on my to read list for, I kid you not, like two years. So I'm finally reading it. Um, it's called My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante. Um, and it is so good so far. It is really, really like interesting and different the way that it's written. And I feel like it really captures that like, like when you have a best friend, um, the sort of like like the camaraderie, but also the rivalry that can happen, especially when you're younger. Like, I feel like Ariana don't, and I don't really have this as much because we met and we were both adults, but like with like, say like my younger sister, I felt like I had this a lot with her when we were growing up where it was like, we were best friends, but we were also like fierce competitors. And um, like, that's definitely the kind of the nature of the story that it tells because it's like a bulldog's Roman. So it follows their childhood in Italy and um, how they kind of compete against each other and their different family situations and how that affects their schooling. Cause the one girl comes from like, um, not a wealthy family, but like a wealthier working class family that can afford to send her to school. And then the other girl comes from like a very poor working class family where like her dad is like, hey, either you get great scores to go to school or else you can help me work. So it's like, there's a lot at stake for her. Um, And it's so good. And it's made even better by the fact that I found a writing club here in Seoul with two girls who also write fiction. I know. And they're super cool. Um, So we went out to a cafe yesterday and we just talked about books for like hours. When I tell you it was like therapy, it was so great. And um, they both recommended this book. So it's like, it's cool to have people who like the same books as you like before it was literally just Ariana like that I I could discuss books with um so now I have three friends that are book loving great um conversationalists so yeah that's what I'm reading and I also finished Kim Ji Young Born 1982 recently because I was a part of a different book club for that one and I like I really okay so like from a content perspective. I think everything that is in the book is super important. And I'm so glad that it's getting a lot of press and popularity because it details a lot of the like sexism that Korean women face every day. And like a lot of the microaggressions are like universal to women's experience, but it's like specifically a Korean woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, So like from that, add like 
viewpoint. I'm so glad it's super popular, but I personally didn't really enjoy it just the way that it was written. But Ariana knows this. I am like a picky reader. I am so picky with what I, I enjoy and what like I consider entertaining. Um, so the form I didn't really like. I thought it was too heavy handed and like you didn't really get to know the life of the characters. It just felt like it was emotional blow after emotional blow, which like I think can cause like compassion fatigue. And it's a problem I see in a lot of like literature that's supposed to be like like very feminist or very like pro women is like, it actually doesn't let you connect with the characters at all because it's just listing these terrible things that happen to women, which mm. is like, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, like you need to show, like you need to show that in the context of everyday life, you know, like if it's just connection. like listing. Yeah. Like there needs to be a connection. There needs to be some kind of like access into the the story and like the life of the mind of the character too. But anyway, um, so that's what I was reading. And then I was watching Singles Inferno, which we're going to discuss. So that's kind of the, the last thing that I've watched recently. Perfect segue. So, Perfect segue. <laughs> so Kaylee actually suggested that we watch Singles Inferno because, um, it's, she, she had mentioned it a little earlier, but it is a Korean dating show. Uh, and which is which means it's a reality tv show and a lot of times that can be very entertaining so i have not watched a foreign um tv not tv show but a foreign dating show so this was really interesting for me to watch and i enjoyed it but i do not know if i will continue to watch it if that makes any sense like I appreciate that I had the chance to watch it, but in general, like, I feel like I kind of, if I, if I, if you saw one episode, you might've seen the whole thing. Like I might've, yeah. it might've been yeah. one of those shows where I just skipped to the last episode to see what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. You kind of know probably what happens because it's very predictable based on like the first episode. Yeah. So going into this show, like the basics, it's a group of singles and they're put on an island to find love. So there are six girls and six guys. And basically when I watched this, I was like, wait a minute. Like you think when you think you're on, they're going to be on the island, you're like, oh, this is going to be like luxurious. No, like <laughs> they have to do like everything. Like they have to walk across the island to get a bucket of water. Like I thought it was a mixture of Survivor and Love Island. Um, so yeah, so Kaylee, do you want, since you watched a little more of it, do you wanna like give a little more in-depth onto the people in this show? Yeah, of course. So I really wanted to discuss this show specifically because I wanted to talk about it in light of like this concept, the Madonna horror concept of like a girl either being this like pretty and pure, like innocent at like uh, like energy that guys are attracted to or a girl being more dangerous quote unquote whatever like sexy etc um but the way that like women really fall into one of these two in men's minds a lot and it's like blatantly said in this show like literally they like the men will say oh well my type is typically like pretty and pure and innocent like 
this one girl, this girl named Jiyun, who they make this assumption on about based on how she looks. And then it comes out later that she's like studying neuroscience and like very intelligent, very independent, like, and doesn't really care, like totally makes decisions based on what she wants. She does not care who likes her. Like mm -hmm. she, she does not give in to like the guy's perspectives or anything, but like, like the, they don't even see that. Like they just see their version of her, like what they want to see. Um, and so they're like, oh, she's so pure and innocent and young. And it's like, she's a grad student. She is literally like on her way to being a scientist. And like, and the thing that really made me mad is when she told one of the guys on the date, he liked her less. Like he lost interest after she told what? him that she was studying neuroscience. He like, literally he was so into her. And then when she said that, like, it was like a light died in his eyes. He was just like done once he found out what she did for a living. Um, it like, I kid you not. So I wanted to, but before we get too deep into this, I wanted to discuss this concept because I also wanted to link it to one of my favorite books, The Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky, because I think the two main female characters, um, like I think they would be this stereotype of like the Madonna whore complex, except Dostoevsky is a very good writer and he made them very fully human and they were not like, like, okay, you can tell that like the male characters in the story view the women this way, but the narrator doesn't. The narrator gives them like very in-depth like um, viewpoints and like they have these monologues where they're like chastising the men because they have these ridiculous expectations of them. And it's a very, very good book. I cannot recommend it enough. But it also specifically applies to two girls in um, Singles Inferno who very much fall into this where like the guys see Gia who is a goddess, um, as this, like, the horror figure, whatever. And they even say, like, oh, she's intimidating. I'm scared to talk to her. Like, she has a very cold atmosphere, etc. And then Jiyeon, who they see is this, like, pretty and pure, like, perfect person. But, yeah. What, what were your thoughts after the first episode? <laughs> I was very shocked with, like... I guess, like, the colorism, like, the mm. it was one of the first things I noticed, because they're like, oh, like, I like, I like girls with, like, light, pale skin, and uh, dainty features, like, these really, like, I thought it was really weird that, like, people, like, honestly saying, like, oh, like, I, I, prefer, I prefer light skin to dark skin and like blah 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 and and it's seen like colorism is an issue that is in a lot of cultures um in, in like including the black community so like it kind of like when I heard some of the characters on there like oh like I, I like people who have like light skin or I like people like I it it they just I'm just more attracted to them. It like it it like made me sick because I was like, how can you say you don't like someone like based off of like just looks? And it's like it's really really shallow to say that. Um, and again, like everything boils down to white supremacy. But I was just like, it's 2022. Like we all need to like 
you shouldn't be saying this and like it's also sad how like they were associating like lightness with um innocence and I'm like Mm, yeah what and then like with I'm sorry then when one of the girls were like Tanner they're like oh she's mysterious like she's she looks intimidating she blah 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 I was like this is yeah so young so young was actually my favorite I have to say because like she was super athletic like she did boxing and she they showed like her introduction video she was literally taking men down on a wrestling mat it was so inspiring but she's like tall and muscular and tan but like the in like the um the commentators even like gave this like backhanded compliment we're like oh she looks so healthy and and dark like like so healthy was kind of like a code word for like she's not hyper thin I think it seemed like because like I've heard that used in other contexts where it's like oh you're so healthy like you got some sun you got some like meat on your bones kind of thing which Mm -hmm. she's not even like fat at all like she's very small still but like yeah yeah I thought that they all had like similar builds and like similar right features like they were just making them seem to be different based off of clothing and skin tone um yeah it had been a couple weeks since I watched it but I remember they thought one of the girls can you tell me which one it was um who came onto the show and she had a really nice outfit on and they're like oh she's like snotty like she doesn't she's not friendly like just because, oh Gia yeah it was yeah, Gia just because of how she carried herself and I'm like first of all women don't owe men anything she shouldn't mm-hmm. she shouldn't have to always be smiling and always be like at your beck and call for you to think of her as um approachable like I thought because like someone honestly said on the first episode they're like to be honest like I thought you were unapproachable like or I thought you were mean yeah oh my like oh my goodness like the thing is like people are like I guess compared to like U.S. shows reality tv shows and the reason I'm comparing it to the U.S. is because that's the only thing I have to compare it to um is that like they're very blunt um Mm -hmm. whereas like on U.S. dating shows, they're more sneaky about it um, and make it seem right. like looks aren't important. Um, but they still are, of course. Like, it's yeah. just more hidden. Like, yeah. I'm looking for someone with a kind heart. Whatever. You do not care about that. You know whoever you're going to end up with on the show. It's just a facade anyway. Like, But some people actually really do find love. Um, not everyone. <laughs> But some people, like some people, like the first, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first bachelor person is still married and has two kids. It's been like 15, those kids are teenagers. They're still- When I say I have not watched The Bachelor, like I have not watched any other dating reality TV show, like literally Singles Inferno is the only one. I'm sorry. It might've been The Bachelorette. I don't watch too many like reality dating shows. I watched Love Island because my cousin's best friend was one of the contestants. <laughs> what? 
No way. Did you tell me this already? It was over the summer. And I was just like, this is messy because like, <laughs> because so like, did they like do a good job? Like what happened? No comment. Like I. Oh, you signed an NDA or like what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing like that. But it's just like, people go on these shows for the wrong sometimes not all the time but sometimes they go on these shows for the wrong reason and like people play games on these shows like just of course of course that's what I love about Gia is she plays games like all these men are like projecting their idea of who she is onto her saying like oh you're beautiful but you're so cold I need you to be more considerate of me and she does not care she literally in the last episode she had three guys declare their love for her and I was hoping she was gonna walk away because they had the option to like not because like the guys go and declare their love to the girls at the end and the girl could say yes or no I was so hoping she would say no and I think she was so close but then she picked one of them whatever but like three of them she literally led on three of them because she like just wouldn't give them an answer she was like oh okay whatever like and then she yeah she would ask questions too like they would be like I'm so in love with you you like have made this trip so worth it for me I really thought I wouldn't find anybody here but then I met you and she's like oh so you think you have feelings for me like she would ask questions like that like not like just kind of lead them on and keep asking them questions so they would keep going and then never be like oh I like you too like she did not promise anyone anything I I love that for her but (laughs) well shoot that's about to make me want to finish the show just to support her yeah I yes I liked Gia and I liked So Young too but like I don't know she started to kind of get into it too much I think because like so she liked this one guy but that anyway no no this is a rabbit trail it's not worth it this is getting too deep into the fabricated drama and not like the actual like structure of the show but um yeah, so I want to ask you, Ariana, what are some of the differences that you saw in this show versus like U.S. dating shows besides the bluntness? Yeah, so it, so one thing that I noticed that I kind of liked was the commentary from the spokespeople. Um, other shows don't really have like a group of like commentators like watching this as we're watching it and then them commenting along with it so that was something new to me and it kind of reminded me of like in the hunger games when like (laughs) they had um the commentator like oh like who's 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 gonna survive like it was kind of like that to me um so I found that entertaining and then um I was shocked by the honesty of being shallow um, because in the first episode, guys, they ask, they ask each person, like, what is your favorite trait about themselves? And when I tell you it was not, no one said my personality or like my love for helping others or anything. It like one of them said, one of the guys said my dimple. What? He does what? have nice dimples, but literally that man is so dumb. I think he went with his best characteristic. Like, I think that was a good <laughs> choice on his part. I'm not going to lie. I was just shocked. Like, I was, I thought people were going to say like, oh, like, 
I'm very smart. I'm very empathetic. Like, or like the, uh, the other generic answer that was given quite a bit was, I am very fit. I'm very toned. I like to work mm-hmm. out. I need, they said, they said that they needed someone who was like skinny and wor- prioritized working out. And I'm like, okay. Like again, with the looks, like obviously like people to date someone, you're attracted to them, but like, dang, like. Yeah. Straight what, up. Yeah. They have to meet this standard. Um, yeah, they, like they literally kept saying, oh, you're close to my ideal type. Like what? You're comparing this person to this random image you have in your mind of what a man or a woman should look like. Like that would be so intimidating. And the thing is like a lot of them seem, some of them, like for me, it seemed like more of the guys didn't know how to like, not survive, but like function if that makes any sense because like I said earlier it's like survivors so they were given they're all outside and they were giving like food supplies and things like this it sounds like well there's no food what are we supposed to make and I'm like but there are ingredients only one of the guys knew how to cook um yeah which to be fair he did all the cooking um Sehun because he runs a restaurant in Gangnam that comes spoiler that comes out at the end that's his job is he runs a restaurant so he did most of the cooking oh but, but you're right the other one I, not to interrupt but I'm just saying like that's the one other aspect you're the people on this show guys are not allowed to say what they do like they're not supposed to say anything about like their jobs and things like that at the beginning and the first um, Unless they're on a date in um, paradise. like So they have, there's a portion of the island or like on a different island, it's called paradise. And it's like a luxury resort. And if like people win the challenges in Inferno, which is like the roughing it islands, then um, they can take a helicopter to paradise with someone they choose. And then they can talk about their life outside of singles Inferno, like wherever they're from, they can talk about like their life in Seoul or Busan or whatever and their job there. And so the one guy was a restaurant owner, which made sense. Like people were guessing that already because literally he was the only one who knew how to cook and he was directing people um, like for the meals that they were making. So that part was kind of obvious. People were like, is he a chef? And yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. But like, I, like, I'm not a big cook. I, but I know how to like make food for me to eat on a regular basis. Like I know how to do basic things for me to survive like I feel like cooking is a very basic like thing that everyone should know in addition to like cleaning right like for a long time I was like I'm not gonna learn how to cook because that's so stereotypical female but then here I am finding myself as a young independent female and I need to eat so I learned how to cook because you know what (laughs) girls gotta eat yeah and the thing is, like, I felt like that, too. I'm like, well, well, like, I don't need to cook. But the thing is, like, actually, I do need to cook, but for myself. So, like, if right. some, like, exactly. like, when people ask, like, oh, like, what are you going to make for your husband? Well, why can't my husband cook for me? Like, why do I have to cook? Like, mm-hmm. I said, he, like, that's a basic that's a basic thing that everyone needs to be able to do along with cleaning. Like that's not just a job for a woman. 
Right. Yeah. Like gotta be self-sufficient. Yeah. Like I'm not the babysitter. Like you, you gotta, you gotta do that on your own too. Like it's, and it's like, we're, oh my gosh, the amount of times I've been, well, if you don't like to cook, like, what are you going to do when you get married? What do you mean? What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, first of all, take out. <laughs> Second of all, he can cook. Third yeah. of all, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so something else that I noticed was a difference uh, between this show, I think, and like other dating shows. I haven't really seen a lot of other dating shows, but it seems like the, like the, um, cast wanted to do things as a group so much like they just kind of clicked as a group really well like a group of friends and I almost think that like the people who didn't go to paradise but the ones who stayed in an inferno and just had like group dinners had more fun like I think they actually like enjoyed their time more like the ones who weren't hyper stressing about like oh I gotta go to paradise this night I gotta like you know make sure Gia's in love with me or win her heart or whatever. But the people who were just chilling, like enjoying like the beach and stuff, I think they had the best time. And it seemed like very natural for them as a group to just like do stuff together. So mm -hmm. I think the creators, of the show had to like really create these challenges to try to get them to like break apart. And like, no one was really fighting or anything like that. So like, it was, it was relaxing. It wasn't stressful. Yeah. Some yeah. shows can really be stressful. Um, but the show was good, but it was just like, I was just noticing things like, oh my goodness, like with like gender roles and yeah. how women are perceived um, or how they think that they should live their lives was interesting to me. Um, yeah. yeah those are the things that threw me through threw me through a loop um but uh, yeah what are you what are your thoughts that's what I mean like when I say like you probably don't have to finish the season because the first episode you gonna you kind of know what happens because unfortunately like the girls that the guys were most attracted to and said they were the most attracted to are the girls they ended up with like the girls kind of had different feelings throughout the season, but even like Ji Yun in the end ended up with the guy who had feelings for her and who pursued her the most. So it's like, it's kind of annoying and sad to me because I feel like So Yun and Ji Yun um, liked different guys than the guys that they ended up with initially. And they had feelings for these other guys, but then they like very quickly decided not to pursue them because like these other guys were pursuing them. So when I say, like, you could predict who they ended up with, like, if you look at who the guys were interested in, they ended up with them. So I didn't like that part. It made it, A, less interesting because it was like, oh, all right, whatever. And B, you know, disappointing from, like, a feminist point of view. Of like, oh, so what the girls wanted didn't even matter. Like, it did not matter what their feelings were. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. This made me laugh a little bit. It's like, watch. It. I saw this. um tiktok a couple weeks ago or um and basically it was like my feminism watching leaving the room while it's like reading this book and it's like it kind of reminds me of like when watching these tv shows like my feminism goes out the window well not mine mm. but like i'm just saying like in the show like sometimes right. like the way that they're portrayed um and the way that like they 
are pressuring the women to how they should like I feel like they must have felt pressure like oh this is how they think I am maybe I should conform and do this to be more liked or whatever yeah but yeah I liked that it was like less dramatic um and I liked the interactions like with the so the difference between the U.S. is like people love drama um and I think that's what makes the tv like makes people come back and that's what people get views for um like this is not a dating show but like just like real housewives like that stuff is very dramatic um and people eat it up um and but the thing with the U.S. that I like is like live interaction. So what made these shows really interesting and even with like Love Island is people live tweeting and like it trending. So I like seeing people's commentary on it. And a lot of times people are really, really funny. Um, and, uh, and with like shows like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, um, I wasn't a consistent watcher of that, but I did try to watch when Rachel Lindsay was on there because she um, was the first black woman. Um, but she, um, with the show, um, people were having, like with that show in general, people were having bachelor party, like, like watch shows. And the thing is, I remember like even in late, like, late elementary early middle school like teachers like talking about oh it's bachelor night it's bachelor night and like they would be talking with like other students about it and I'm like oh so this is like a thing that a lot of people watch and like it was <laughs> interesting I found it interesting to listen to like what the teachers had to say um because it was something like the teachers would talk about the bachelor at your school yes and the thing is it was like I don't want to say it's like religion but a lot of people like love 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 it and I just I could like when I watched it it was like no no hate to anyone who watches The Bachelor because like obviously like you like what you like but I it was kind I it was kind of like pulling teeth for me I was like this this was an hour (laughs) but um but I, I, I liked seeing people bond over it and it was, I found that part entertaining and people are so funny online. People tweeting, people say out of pocket things. So it, it's, it's really interesting. And um, what you said, so Singles Inferno came out during COVID. Yes. Yeah. So I think that, like you said, like with American shows, there's like watch parties and it'll be interesting to see if like hopefully soon as we transition into living with COVID um, if like watch parties become more of a thing with singles Inferno. Cause I feel like it's definitely not right now since there's a like six person restriction um, for gathering right now in Seoul. And, and I think like in all of Korea, it's like pretty strictly enforced. So like watch parties aren't really a thing, but maybe they will be. But the last thing I wanted to get into is the Gia controversy because Gia has taken a lot of heat for wearing quote unquote fake designer brands on the show. So much so that like she had to delete pretty much all her public social media because so many people were attacking her, like calling her fake and all this nonsense. Um, This is the most pointless criticism. 
like it's so dumb they're just like oh she's wearing like so she would wear like a shirt or whatever that had like a louis vuitton label but it wasn't actually louis vuitton it was like a knockoff but like made to look like it was louis vuitton um which like i don't even know brands enough to know if like louis vuitton makes shirts like i'm, I'm just not sure i don't care but like because brand like brands are so important in fashion especially in korea like you know it, you could see why she would want to do that um but and she said like she knew about it like she knew they were fake but my whole thing is like who cares like fashion is built on lies fashion is built on making you want things that you don't need the entire premise is a lie if someone lies saying they have a nicer thing than they do who cares that is like literally not a legitimate critique of someone's character like that does not tell you anything about that person like okay they lied about something simple to me that's like saying like oh i went to burger king last night like instead of saying you went to mcdonald's like i don't know like it's like literally the most pointless lie like i just don't know why people are getting upset like what's on her body is none of your concern and if right. she like, let her wear what she wants to wear, it's not like she was wearing anything like offensive, like things with like words and stuff on it. And I think that says a lot about people. Like, why? Why are you triggered that they that she? Why are you triggered by what she's wearing? Again, it's not your body, so exactly. Like, don't. And the thing is, like, I do not condone bullying like what is the point of going to someone's page and like making them like delete all their stuff and this has happened like to numerous people like when a new show starts or like um a character is like acting and he's unlikable in the show and then people come attacking him on like their instagram like they were acting right right hey, this is not real like <laughs> yeah so. that's what i mean and where's that energy for going at these male participants who made such crappy comments about the girls like but you're gonna critique gia for lying okay all right whatever like was she lying did she say this is louis vuitton no she like she never said like oh this is louis vuitton or this is gucci or whatever it well, just like it wasn't lying right exactly i just oh that is so annoying like what? get a life get a life mm -hmm. like i just like the whole like there's been so many people who are like bullied off of the internet like for things that like are are tiny yeah right for tiny things to clarify. Cause like some people deserve it. Like Chris D'Elia be gone, Seth Rogen be gone. I don't think they're even gone. I think they're still lurking in dark corners, but like there are some people who legitimately need to be bullied off the internet. So don't yeah. waste your energies on my precious Gia. Like she does not deserve it. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But the, overall, like I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the commentary. But I did not like the colorism. I didn't like this whole like angel devil effect that they had of like making. And the thing is like, why do you, they're like, oh, she's so innocent. Oh, she's so petite. Like, 
why are you like I felt like they were making comparisons to a child if that makes any sense yeah they're like oh she's so petite she's so young she's so youthful like right right yeah it is very disturbing for that reason um but yeah I have to admit I did finish the season because I did get sucked into the storyline with the characters mainly because I was like rooting for like Soyeon and Jia I was rooting for all the girls but I didn't want them to end up with the guys I like really wanted them to just like have a good time and then walk away which did not happen because that wasn't the point of the show obviously but like I I was just curious about what was going to happen so I did finish the season but I'm probably not going to watch a second one if it comes out because it like it's like junk food you know like I cannot say that I received any nutrition from watching that entire series like whereas most of the things I watch I try to like watch things that are going to like educate me in some way or like have good character development you know something that's gonna like spur my mind and yeah the only thing that this is good for is like thinking about the brothers Karamazov again because of the whole like Madonna horror complex but anyway I had never heard of that complex prior to you like bringing up this idea for the episode um but it was interesting I enjoyed this conversation and I I I thought it was interesting to watch the show and for those of you out there who say like oh I can't watch this show because of subtitles I keep my subtitles on on all shows like my subtitles are always on because sometimes I can't even hear because I'll be eating snacks <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what did you say what did she say but we were talking about this before the podcast but I have serious earwax buildup like it's kind of a hereditary thing I think thanks dad um and so I have subtitles on always because I cannot hear so I I really don't mind tv shows that aren't in English but yeah anyways thank you so much for listening to this long episode about reality tv with um my half of a brain cell because I'm so tired but yeah (laughs) half plus a half equals a whole so maybe some of this made sense but thank you so much for joining signing off